Welcome to Time Out with Sam, where I take ideas, concepts, and experiences from the classroom into your homes. I'm Samantha, your host. Relax and take a time out as we dive into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Episode 5 will be about early literacy. I'll go over the importance of early literacy, activities to do to promote it in your home, the importance of play to talk, and some developmental stages of speech and language. Literacy is the ability to read and write. Early literacy is the development of language at an early age to reach the ability to be able to read and write one day. And it starts by exposing our children to literacy before they are even born and into those first three years of their life. It begins in the home. You're, you're building that foundation of sounds, phrases, and sentences for them so that they can communicate with others. You're also building up that fine motor muscles so that they can hold a pencil the right way to write. You're introducing letters and sounds of the alphabet so that they can understand print concepts and how to form letters and read. It's our culture, the way we write, the books we read, the language we speak. You teach it to them every day and you don't even know it. If you remember the episode on Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, the need for connection is a great way to promote early literacy. Showing your child how important they are and how important and fun literacy is to learn together will strengthen your connection and their self-actualization to be able to accomplish any literacy task through their future learning career. And you're doing that all just by creating that connection through literacy. So one way to promote early literacy is by reading books. So You know, sitting down to read with your child gives them that nurturing feeling right from the start to begin their journey with literacy. And you can start that right when they're babies. Um, It's been a thing now, I noticed, to do the, uh, the book instead of a card thing for baby showers. I did it and it helped build our little own uh, collection of books at home. And I, and I love, love children's books anyways. So I'm always buying books for the girls or my classroom. So now we do have our own little library at home and it's really nice. Um, We also go to the library once in a while to check out some different books. And sometimes we'll watch some read aloud books on YouTube. So, um, and if you go to YouTube and you just type in books for children, um, it is a thing. People will um, read a book either... um, You'll find videos where it's them holding the book or you'll have a video where it's just of the book and they read it and they turn the pages. Um, So you can find whatever um, kinds of books you like with your children that you feel is appropriate. Um, So there are plenty of resources to get free books. And so I recommend you always keep children's books at home. I mean, we have them in every room of the house. Um, We even have it in the bathroom when when, uh, Raylan's potty training, so we have some books in there. So um, it's it's really nice to just promote literacy um, that way. So whether you purchase them yourself, new from um, a thrift store, or 
uh, check them out at your local library or find read-alouds on YouTube. Now there are also different ways to read a book. First, um, I would take the time to kind of teach your child the proper care for books. You know, how to hold it, how to turn the pages, um, how to store them, and how to look or read uh, left to right. Um, now you can, yep, you can just sit down and, and read the words in the book to your child, turning the pages, um, or you can also just turn the pages and have your child tell the story, or you tell the story, you know, work together based on the pictures. And of course, it obviously does not need to go along with the storyline. The idea is that you're looking at these pictures, you can tell kind of what's happening, and now you're putting words to that and telling a story. Um, and even if they are, like I said, even if they're turning the pages and you have no idea what they're saying or they're at their age where they're just jabbering, that is them reading. That's them understanding the concept of reading a book. Um, and it's just the cutest thing ever, too, when you see it. Um, and if they're able to recognize letters, uh, maybe a good another good way is to go through the book and pick out those letters um, or even just like the letters in their name, see if they can recognize those. Um um, so, another good thing to do when reading a book is ask questions during reading experiences like, I wonder how they feel. What do you think will happen next? Why did they do that? Those kinds of questions will get them engaged in the story and get them to use their higher order of thinking and they'll get that concept of storytelling. And always remember to switch the books out. You want to keep your child interested in um, different kinds of stories and keep them challenged. So, you know, keep make sure the books are age appropriate. Now, reading, like as I kind of talked about, reading with pictures, reading as, now reading with pictures as labels is another way your child can read. So when you approach the store with a giant red and white circle and your child says, Target, that's them reading. Um, Maybe when making your grocery list, add pictures of the items you're getting so that they can help read your list. Um, in the classroom, I label all of my shelves, anything. I, I just I label everything with pictures of the item and the word. So, like, uh, in my dramatic play area right now, we're doing, like, a flower shop. So, where I have the vases, it's a picture of a vase, and then it says vase and they have it taped on the shelf and then that way they know that words have meaning and that it gives them independence and in knowing okay when I'm done with this it goes right here this is what that is this is a vase um, and they can they know it's a vase because there's also that picture there and they you know know like that this word means vase also so that the two ways of reading right there it's building their and it's building their vocab. So you could even label things around your home. Um, or another neat trick, if, if it's uh, maybe a preschooler or uh, you're, and you're working on letter recognition, is if you just maybe tape the letter T on the table or C on the chair, you know, kind of go around your house and kind of do that. And then that's just a neat way um, to kind of, as you're going through your day, like, oh, T for table, just to kind of pick that out. So that's a neat way to kind of promote letter recognition that way too. Um, another way 
to strengthen early literacy is nursery rhymes and singing is a great way to promote early literacy. It gets children using their words with short, simple phrases that rhyme and have rhythm and repetition that are easy to learn. Also, just talking to your child is key. That's another way you are going to promote literacy, if not probably the number one way. So it's important when talking to young children to keep the baby talk out. And I don't mean like, you know, the higher pitches of voice. I mean, when you mispronounce words because you think it's cute when they talk say that. Sorry, (laughs) it's not cute. Um, It's illiterate. And if I personally get a three-year-old in my class that talks like that, I refer them to early childhood and speech therapy. So talk to them like you're talking to a friend all day, every day. You are always talking. Um, Even when you're not directly talking to your child, as long as there's that language in the home, they're getting that. Um, But obviously talking to your child and children, you know, taking that time out is going to build that connection. Um, So you could talk about how your day is going you know, maybe verbalize what you're doing in the moment, um, maybe what you see as you're on a walk or driving. Um, and another thing to remember is when your child points or grunts for something, start with simple one or two word phrases to match the vocab with item or action. So, you know, when their arms, you know, when they have their arms up and they're grunting, like, Mm-mm, don't just pick them up, say, up please and then pick them up maybe they're mm -mm, pointing at a cup don't just grab the cup and give it to them because you know what they want say cup please and then give them the cup as you're getting ready to go maybe it's shoes on coat zipped the more you talk the more you're exposing them to language and building their vocabulary another way excuse me to promote early literacy is through play Play to talk is a great way to get that uh, language and that speech going. Um, So communication is huge again. So during play, take turns talking. Um, Teach them those social cues in a conversation, you know, like eye contact and pausing. Um, And in that, is going to teach them that I have respect for what you have to say and I'm going to listen. But then you also need to pause and listen to what I have to say because it is also important. And then they get that, they're, un- they're going to understand that back and forth conversation setting there. <clears throat> so even when a baby coos, um, it's important to coo or say something back. You know, so you're introducing the receptive part of speaking there. So make sure you're using the same amount of words also as your child. Um if it's if they're still very um, one to two word phrases, you don't want to have a lengthy sentence, you know, and ask them something at the end of it because they're not going to get it and you're setting them up for failure. So keep using those mimic and mirror and match um, your child during play and what how they're using their language. Um, and because when you do that, it again they're also going to mimic you back, you know, with that back and forth conversation. And it's going to give them something realistic to mimic. Um, And have fun. Choose something to play that interests your child so that they are engaged. 
It's much easier to slip in those teachable moments when so- when it's something they like. So um, maybe you're playing with the barnyard set and mid-play you could have them sing Old McDonald's with you. So there you have your um, singing and rhyming, but you're also naming those um, animals. Um, so you're building vocabulary that way. Um, and with singing and rhyming, they're understanding different pitches and articulation, and they're getting all of that, too, with speech when you sing. Um, so, like I said, labeling the animals is a way to build their vocabulary. And through play, use language as another way to add other areas of early learning in. So maybe it's, oh, let's count all the animals, or let's group them by characteristics. Um, have the animals talk to one another and so, you know, when you're doing that, that's pretend play. So, and that two two for children um, is just, you know, that concept of pretend play and that, oh, I can make this animal talk. It doesn't really have to neigh or remove. Um, so, but and then remember to do the back and forth. Um, make sure you're using the same amount of words um, as your child during play. Um, so, these are all things you are probably already doing with your children and now you can be more intentional with it and extend their early literacy abilities. Now, every child is different and will develop at their own pace. And if you are at all worried that your child is behind, you can ask your doctor or, I f- you know, I think you can look it up online, but if you can't, I would be more than willing to get you a copy Um, because, uh, as a teacher, I also have access to these resources. So what you would do is fill out an ASQ, which is, um, ages and stages questionnaire in your child's current age. And that will tell you what areas your child is developmentally behind or right where they need to be. Um, so some more, um, speech and language milestones that I will share and as I share these I really don't want you guys to use this as a checklist um and I tell my parents that all the time when um I fill out the ASQs with them or um we have parent teacher conferences is to not look at your child as an objective but as you know as a human being as themselves um they're always learning um Developmentally, every child is in a different spot, and like I said, everybody just goes at their own pace. So do not be alarmed if you feel like your child is behind, and don't feel bad if you are alarmed. That's totally normal as a parent to worry. (laughs) So from birth to one year, your child, I'm going to say should be able to, again, don't worry, um, but this would be a nice... um, Just something to kind of, in general, kind of go off of. So your child from birth to one should be able to, again, just make noise, vocalize to get your attention. Um, They should be doing that, um, be able to look at you, you know, eye contact, smile, make that facial recognition, um, and and get that, you know, like I said, the vocal turn taking, even from that, you know, three to six month range is... um, where they're going to coo 
and you're going to say something and they'll coo, coo back. Um, so um, they should also be able, you know, just start babbling and laughing. Um, they sh- should be able to kind of, and this is like the older, now you're getting up into the 9 to 12 month range, um, be able to kind of understand, you know, like that point to objects, kind of, you know, babble some more and whatever that babble was, it was for that. Maybe say mama, dada, um, and kind of start to imitate sounds. Um, and then the, from the 12 to 24 month old, so, you know, one to two year old, um, that's where they should be able that the more of the pointing and um, they're going to spit out at least a word that's a little bit where you're like, okay, I think I understood what they meant. Um, but now, now their vocabulary is starting to get there. So they should be able to maybe make some animal noises or um, at least get the receptive part. So you should be able to ask them a question and they can understand it. Or um, let me give an example, like go get your jacket. They should be able to kind of walk over there and get your jacket. Um, let's see. Oh, two-step directions is a, another one. So along with that, that um, you should be able, and this is all really now they're getting older, that receptive language is starting to kick in where they can understand it now. Um, their words are starting to form a little bit. Um, I'm going to say maybe 15 words, you know, that you might be able to understand. Um, and then as they get older into the two-year-old, um, I would like to think more of the 50 range of um, words that you should be able to understand from them. Um, and then, yeah, following the two-step directions. So two to three-year-olds, um, they are going to recognize a lot more. They're going to be saying more um, oh, lengthy sentences, kind of, um, at least four to five-word sentences. Um, and they are going to be able to answer now simple questions. So, um, And they're... Um, Speech should be a little more clear. You're not going to quite understand everything, but you and another person who's not related to your child should be able to understand what your child is trying to say. Um, and to be able to talk about an experience, if that makes any sense. So they should be able to bring back something because that that vocabulary, that knowledge, they should be able to pull back and be able to tell a story about it. They should also know their prepositions, um, excuse me, prepositions. So in, out, off, on, up, down, here, there. They should be able to um, say those and understand those. we should be able to understand, you know, to say yes and no by then, um, follow three-step um, directions. Um, 
So the language is starting to be very strong then by the three and four year old stages. If your child is in the three and four and like I said is still maybe doing grunting or even saying just the one or two phrases or you have absolutely no idea what they're saying and they're still babbling strings of words, that's when I would see um, your doctor try and work with a speech therapist. If you guys have a birth to three in your area or if you have a Head Start program in your area, that's another great program that um, works with children on um, levels like that. Um, so continue what you're doing every day. Okay? Don't worry so much. Um, those checklists was it was just a very brief kind of for the back of your mind kind of think like okay my child is this age how much should she be talking you know am I am I giving her or him that environment full of literacy full of language am I promoting that and um so keep making those connections and memories with your child and watch them grow you're doing a good job and the best that you can. Being your child's first teacher isn't always easy, but it's very rewarding and worth it in the end. You're setting them up for the rest of their life, and one day they will thank you for sending them down the right path. So thank you for taking a time out with me. Until next time.